Hey there, 1910. I see a lot of loud believers in the room today. We have been so encouraged by all the testimonies we've heard come out of this Live Out Loud series. You guys are making a big difference in the kingdom of heaven. Today, we get to hear Pastor Jason's last sermon until we're back with you live and in person. Let's give it up for my husband and my best friend, Pastor Jason Brown. Well, good morning, church family. It is a joy to be with you once again. I'm telling you guys never looked so good. Some of you are already rocking your summer tans. Some of you have already been working out. I mean, you guys look absolutely amazing. Um, It's a joy to be with you in this format, and we are glad that you carved out time to be in the house of God. I know that later we're going to have some of you that are maybe watching this uh, online, but uh, our prayer, in fact, we just prayed that today's word would would make us more like Jesus. Come on, somebody. I, I don't know if anybody else would declare, but I need to be more like Jesus. And today uh, is, is an area that, that is a challenge for me. In fact, just a little insider information. You guys need to know that oftentimes the things that you hear me preach are the things that God himself has been doing in my life for some time. Um, I'm not saying that I write all my message or get my messages based on, on the, 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 the weaknesses that I possess, but, but oftentimes, man, you guys just have to listen to this for 30 minutes, but oftentimes it's weeks and sometimes months that God is doing a work in my life before you ever hear it. But today is one of those messages. Now, listen, we're in this summer series called live out loud and, and you guys are being challenged to, to, to take our faith, which is a personal decision. It's, it's personal thoughts and, 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 and beliefs that we have, right? And, and how can we live those things out? How can we put them on display? There's no such thing as a privatized faith, right? God wants us to take what we believe about him and know about him. And he wants us to actually demonstrate that to the world around us. And so you've been challenged this summer. You, you, you've been participating with us in some activities that are doing that. You, some of you have been reading with us the, 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 the Bob Goff book, Love Does. How's that for you? Right? And so the, the whole point of this is it does us no good to say that we believe in the things of God and we believe God if we do not live out the very things of God. And over the last few weeks, I've been challenging you with things such as this, like talk is cheap. We've talked about how we can love like God. We've talked about the, 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 the grace of God. We've talked about the peace of God. And, and today, I, I want to share with you uh, another thing that I think is so important for us in a, in, 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 in a world that has become growingly more and more selfish and judgmental and, and just downright mean For those of us who are going to bear witness and be a witness for Jesus Christ, we must learn from and embrace and become more like Jesus in this area. And it's this topic of showing mercy. So so today in our journey together, I want us to look at the mercy of God. 
In, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is, is preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and, and Jesus gives us a list in Matthew chapter 5 of, of things that if we will embrace, and if we will model, and if we will become, it says, you will be blessed. And in verse 7 of Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says this, God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. People that, that, that demonstrate this quality of God, this, this thing of mercy. Jesus says, you will be blessed if we can become people that demonstrate and show the very mercy that God has shown us. Jesus says, you'll be blessed. I, I think of a couple illustrations throughout scripture in which there were some, some, some examples of mercy demonstrated. I'm, I'm reminded of, of, of Joseph. When his brothers sold him into slavery, come on, you think you got sibling issues, your, your, your very own brothers, right? Sell you into slavery. They're trying to get rid of you, right? But yet we find that Joseph had an opportunity to display mercy, demonstrate mercy to his brothers. Later on, after going through some difficult times, when his brothers and his very family found themselves in a time of great need, and when Joseph had every right to retaliate and give them what they deserved, we find him demonstrating mercy. I, I think of David when Saul is after him to try to kill him. We know that there's this time in which David has an opportunity to retaliate and to take Saul's life, but yet he spares the king. He doesn't destroy and take down Saul, but he demonstrates mercy. Those are just a couple of examples Time and time again, we see throughout scripture, people that deserve one thing, but yet mercy steps in mercy. Mercy is this act of compassion. Mercy is withholding deserved punishment. You see, that's exactly what God has demonstrated towards us. Just a few weeks ago when we were talking about this idea of, 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 of grace, we, we, we talked about grace as God's riches at Christ's expense, right? And we talked about how, how God made a way for Jesus. Listen, and we talked about that, that, that we all deserved something. We all deserve death because of our wrong living, because of our poor choices. Am I talking to anybody right now? right? We, 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 we deserve something, but yet God demonstrates mercy towards us. The Bible says that we have all have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. And just a few chapters later, the Bible says in Romans six twenty three that the wages of sin is death, right? That's what we deserve. But as we consider today the mercy of God, it's this act of compassion. It's, it's God withholding the punishment that you and I truly deserve. You see, that's the great thing about God. God doesn't give us the punishment that is due you and me. Aren't you thankful for that, somebody? 
Come on, the mercy of God. I love this passage in the book of Psalm chapter 145. David, who understands mercy, look what he writes beginning in verse eight. He says, the Lord is merciful and compassionate. He's slow to get angry and he's filled with, check this out. What kind of love? Unfailing love. Verse nine says, the Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. So you see, we need to understand that God is merciful. God doesn't give you and I the punishment that we deserve. Jesus says you're blessed if you demonstrate mercy. And so who doesn't want to live a blessed life? (laughs) And as the recipients of God's great mercy, I I believe people that have truly fallen under the great compassion of a God, uh, that that are recipients of, of, as David says, unfailing love, how could we not, out of a spirit of gratitude, not want to demonstrate to others around us the very thing that God himself has demonstrated towards us. Compassion. Not giving people what they truly deserve, but we choose instead to demonstrate compassion. You know, mercy and grace oftentimes get get lumped in together and also with this word love, but but mercy and grace are are actually different in, in some ways. You see, mercy is not getting what we deserve. As I just said, it's, it's punishment. Mercy is, is God not punishing you and I for those sins that we committed. And, and check this out. Mercy is, is, is actually deliverance from the judgment that we deserve. Hey, hey, listen, every one of us listening have all messed up. Have we not? We, we have all blown it. In fact, we, we, we live in, in, in a nation where, where there are laws or there are rules for us to abide by. You go a little bit fast in a zone that has a prescribed speed limit, there are ramifications of that. My daughter just recently got introduced to one of Bernie's finest because she exceeded one of the recommended rules known as a speed limit, right? And when we break rules and laws and choose to do ah whatever we want to do, oftentimes that brings with it some consequences, does it not? There's some punishment, right? This idea of mercy is so needed for you and I today because let's just be real. We all have made mistakes. We all have broken speed limits. We all have messed up. And when it comes in in relation to to our relationship and stance before God, my goodness, is it not mind-boggling to you to think about the numerous ways and time and time again, we have so gone against what he's called us to be about. You see, there's not a person within earshot today that has not at some point in their life broken one of God's desires and commands and laws for us, right? 
but God in his great mercy doesn't give us the punishment that you and I deserve. And so here's my question for us today. If we know that about God, why do then we somehow think that it is within our rights to punish people? Well, why do we think that somehow, even though God doesn't do that, why do we think that we have the, the privilege then to punish people for their wrongdoings? You, you, you've heard me share this, and I just said it recently, that it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. It's God's job to judge, but it's our job to love. But yet somehow we've become a little confused. Somehow we have <clears throat> become the, the Texas hammer in our own mindset, meaning that, oh man, we're going to be the pile driver, you know, and we can punish people for the wrongs that they do. Let me just remind us today. And I want to share a story with you from the word of God that I believe will illustrate this the best. But guys, listen, we all, every one of us are in need of mercy because we have all messed up. Now, 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 before I get into this story today that you're going to be quite familiar with, let, let, let me just remind you of something. Today, I'm not just talking about some idea that I want to present to you. T -t today, this idea of mercy is not just good in theory. Listen, mercy must move us. It's not enough for us just to think it's a great idea. It's not of us just to think, hey, this is a great fear. No, we must be moved by mercy. Guys, there are people all around us each and every day that no one but the enemy himself has, has started getting into their minds. And somehow the enemy even uses other people like you and me to cast judgment on people. And they feel like failures. And we live in a day and an age in which I think this very quality of God himself needs to be put on display at a greater level than ever before. In fact, I believe that if we could somehow just wrap our arms around this today and actually let this move us to some sort of action, I can't help but think that people would get a clearer picture as to who God himself is, that our witness for Jesus would be elevated somehow if we could just embrace and begin to live out loud this thing called mercy. Well, I love this story, one of my favorite Bible stories of all times, and, and, and even as a little boy growing up, was this story found in Luke chapter 10, in, in which we find mercy demonstrated clearly. Now, now I want to begin reading in, in verse 25 of Luke chapter 10, and, 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 and you can follow along with me. It's, it's, there are several passages of scripture here. Don't be afraid of the Bible. The Bible's good for us, but for some of you, this may be an aha today. This might be very new for you for the very first time. Listen to what it says. It says, one day there was an expert in religious law that stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? 
And Jesus replied to him, well, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? And the man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength, and all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. But the man, it says, wanted to justify his actions. He's a lawyer. He's looking for some legal loophole. They're so good at that, are they not? It says that that this man wanted to justify his actions. So he asked Jesus, well, then who is my neighbor? And then Jesus uses this parable. A parable was a story. It it was a story, an illustration that Jesus would use that people could relate to, but more importantly, it pointed them to some sort of spiritual truth or application. Parables, stories. Jesus shares this parable. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, probably about a distance of 22 miles. He's traveling on this road and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes and they beat him up and they left him half dead beside the road. By chance, by chance, listen, I don't believe in chance. I believe in God appointments, okay? By chance, though, scripture says a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and he passed him by. Who passed him by? A priest, a holy man a religious leader in the temple passes this person in need by. It says, then a temple assistant uh, walked over and looked at him, looks at this man lying there, this man that's been beaten down, looks at him, walked over and saw him lying there, looked at him, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along and when he saw the man, he felt what? Compassion. That's right. He felt compassion. What is mercy? Mercy is compassion in action. Mercy. He felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed the man's wounds with olive oil and wine and he bandaged him. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to the inn where he took care of him. The next day, it says, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If, if the, his bill runs higher than what I've given you, then, then I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three, Jesus asked, would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? And the man replied, well, it's the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. I love this story here because we see mercy in action. So listen, there are some things that I think are important for us to ascertain, to grow from and understand from this today. That if we're going to be people that demonstrate mercy, we're we're, we're going to have to, as this despised Samaritan is labeled in this story, we're going to have to notice people in need. 
You're going to have to notice someone. Listen, I think so many of us today, we walk around with blinders on. And, 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 and we don't really notice the multiple needs of people around us. Guys, come on. You, you know that people are hurting today. They're in pain. They're, in, 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 they're, they're struggling. Some of them are fearful. Anxiety is off the charts in our culture today. Do you notice people that are in need around you? Some of us need to go get a spiritual vision test because we're walking around as if we don't. I said, as if we don't see it. But my question today is, do you notice? Listen, there's a priest and a temple assistant. There are three men in this story we read about. Two did not see. Well, actually, they saw it. They just chose not to do anything about it. But there's one that sees this man that's been attacked by bandits in need, and he stops to do something about it. Not only is it enough for us to see people's needs, but, but, but listen, we, we need to feel their pain. We, we, we need to empathize with them. I, I, I heard someone say this, that, that mercy begins <clears throat> when you're hurt becomes my hurt. Wow. Mercy begins when, when we see the hurts and pains of people around us. And, and it's not enough just to say that, oh man, golly, I feel so sorry for you. No. Mercy is when that pain becomes my pain and I hurt because you hurt. I, I'm distraught and it, 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 it moves me to do something. Mercy moves you to action. Do you feel the pain of people around you? Does it cause you to take action? Or are you like the priest? Or are you like this temple assistant? I see you. I just don't give a rip for what's going on in your life. Man, I, I would hate to be you. Whoa, right? Stinks to be you. Guys, listen, if we're going to be people that demonstrate mercy, we've got to not only notice their pain, but we've got to feel their pain. And then like this, this, this Samaritan, we've got to respond with action. It, 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 it says in, in, in verse uh, 34, it says he went over to him. He, he, he responded to this man with action. You see, that's what true mercy means. True mercy always involves a response from us that we take action as we see the hurt and the pain in the lives of people around us. And then I love how this Samaritan begins to take care of the man's needs. You see, not only did he notice it, not only did he feel, not only did he respond by, by bandaging his wounds and loading him up on his own donkey, that meant that this Samaritan had to walk to the inn, right? But you begin to see the great levels of care as he puts him up. He says, I'll pay for whatever the, the bill is. Just please give care 
to this man. Do we really care? Wow. You see, that's mercy on display right here. That's mercy on display. And I, and I love what Jesus says to, to this, this, this lawyer. He says, hey, he, he has the man answer the question. So, so, sir, listen, you started today by asking me, who's my neighbor? And at the very end of this story, Jesus says, well, now, who, who do you think's the neighbor? Well, the lawyer says, well, it's the one who responded and showed mercy. Jesus says, ah, you're right. Good job. Now I want you to go and do the same. So church, that's our challenge today. Is as we survey society, as we look around and as you look at the lives of people that you interact with, who are you in this story? Do you just, ooh, I'm going to get away. I'll walk on the other side of the street. Or do you get a little bit closer and look at it and say, oh man, I'm so sorry, bro. And move on. Or do we respond and take action towards someone? Wow. This man had, was in need. And he needed someone to show mercy and step in to his situation. What will you do as you see the hurt and pain of those around you? How will you step into the ugliness and the situations, right? And remember what I said that mercy was. Mercy is not giving someone the punishment they deserve. Mercy is withholding deserved punishment and instead it's responding with compassion. Can I ask you a question today? Has someone hurt you and wronged you? And they deserve your wrath. They deserve you to lash back out or to respond or to retaliate some way. Hey, you did this to me. You better get ready, bro, because I'm coming at you strong. It's not mercy. It's not mercy. Is there someone that's, that, that, that's done us wrong that maybe we need to, to release? We need to extend something maybe called forgiveness. Not to say that we can necessarily go back and undo what's been done, but more importantly, maybe to take something off of us that we're carrying around. Here's my challenge for us this week. Is there someone who do you need to release today? Who is it that maybe you need to forgive? What will you do with that? Or, 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 or maybe who is someone that, that you see that's been beat down? Life has been hard and they're beat down, man. They've been knocked down. Who is someone that's been beat down that maybe God is calling you to step into their situation to bring restoration this week? That's the challenge. This idea of mercy. It's not just an idea and that's not just a great theory. No, no. This is the very heart of God and it's what he calls us to do if we want to be blessed. God, I'm so thankful that in your love and your mercy towards me, 
you haven't given me what I deserved. Lord, I deserve punishment because I've let you down. Lord, I deserve death. But God, in your mercy demonstrated towards me, you don't give me that. You step in and you forgive me. And Lord, you even restore a wretch like me. Father, I pray that as your children that have been the recipients of your great mercy, may we now become dispensers of it. May the very thing that you've shown us and given us, God, may that become something that moves us to action to those that have been beat up by life. Maybe to someone, God, who deserves whatever because of how they've treated us. No, may we respond just as we've been challenged today with a heart of mercy. Holy Spirit, we need you to do this in us because without your power doing it through us, we will not follow through with today's encouragement. But yet I believe that you will provide everything we need if we will just allow you to lead us. So Holy Spirit, take over and let us be people of mercy. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.